This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk about Hyundai's new nature sounds for drivers, plus a new Ferrari for non-Ferrari buyers. Hmm. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, welcome back. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're still uh, socially spacing appropriately. I'm uh, coming to you live from Mount Prospect. We've got uh, Adam here from uh, beautiful... Hanover Park. Hanover Park, Illinois. Um, you know, I wanted to tell you before we get started in what we're going to discuss on the show, uh, I have a host another podcast called Minutia Men, and every yeah. week we do a celebrity interview, and this week we interviewed the keyboardist from The Who, and just Hopefully. out of curiosity, I asked him, you know, how Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend feel about football, you know, soccer. Yeah, and, yeah. And he said that uh, Pete doesn't really care, but Roger Daltrey apparently is such a huge Arsenal fan mm. that they have had the plane waiting on the tarmac to be, be to leave to to fly to their next gig until the games are over because he will not miss an Arsenal game. Wow, wow! So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, All that's right. right. So anyway, there's that. And now I wanted to uh, tell everybody what is happening on the pitch. So let's do that. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Well, actually, uh, before we get into Premier League football, um, you know, the Belarus Avishaya Liga. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I know you've still... been following that closely. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be happy to know that Slutz and Isluch are still battling it out for the top of the table. And uh, the team yeah. that my son is rooting for, Slavia, is down to 13th place. But uh, that is the only league... That is happening in the world right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable they are still playing. That's what amazes me. <laughs> it really is. It's like, eh, you lose a few. You What's the dip? I don't know. I know. It's just amazing. All right. Amazing. So let's talk about the Premier League because um, there is a new thing, a new news. One of the reasons we're doing this show this week is because of something called Project Restart. Right, exactly. So, yeah, big news. So, and I think it's probably smart on the on the part of the Premier League that they're starting to have some type of a plan to potentially go back to playing. But the the top flight clubs are going to meet on Friday to discuss, you know, in more detail options. But basically, what they've kind of decided to do is have a set up plan where they would be able to start bringing teams in to train, yep. and then. You know, and the players are coming in now. So individually, so I think Arsenal, Spurs, Brighton, West Ham are now allowing players to individually go in for training. And then they have a plan to potentially start up again, potentially around, you know, the middle of June or so. 
Right. So, uh, you know, just uh, about that training, I, I looked on the Arsenal website and they had a, a explanation of what the Arsenal players are doing because they are yeah. socially spacing. Um, yep. Players are arriving in groups of five. They're okay. doing individual sessions or stretching, running with the ball. There are 10 pitches used. So yep. they do not come in contact with each other. So they are like, you know, each player gets their own ball. Uh, they, this, uh, you may have to explain this to me. Players are on a rota. R-O-T-A. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of rotate. It's like a rotation. Ah. So they go in and out. Rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, they're told where to park. The buildings at the training grounds are still closed. Um and they're training at Colney, which they believe is safer than in parks because players were being asked for selfies and stuff like that. So that's, that's right. That's so. right. It, it's funny. So this is interesting. So yesterday I actually was chatting with the under-23 Arsenal coach. Oh, he's really? Gonna be, he's going to be one of our guests on our Wednesday webinar series. So oh, fantastic. We're really, so we're really excited. So I'm going to probably delve deep into that. Here in in a few weeks, that's uh, I think we got it set up for May twenty third. So we're going to try and see how that works. But um, but yeah, he was saying he said yeah, everything's kind of changing because of of you know obviously the players are coming back and he coaches the second group, so it's the under twenty three team. So that's basically almost like a reserves. So he's unsure as to sometimes some of those players may get brought in to practice with the first team. Oh right, that ends up so. Uh, so yeah, so he's trying to kind of figure out what's going on, what he's going to do, and uh, yeah, everything he says could change dramatically in the next few weeks. But he's 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 not going over there at this time, but he potentially could be, you know, being brought over depending on how many more people they can work together, okay. work with. Yeah, but well, yeah, interesting. Yeah, what I'm hearing is, uh, uh, and you probably have heard this too. They want. To, they're looking at June eighth as a potential yes. restart, and then finishing at the end of July. Which, if they do that, they can actually finish the entire schedule. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's going to be a tight squeeze. I mean, they've got what eight to nine games left. Yeah. So it won't be as terrible. But there's so much talk about how they're going to do it. There's the discussion of maybe potentially doing it at three or four different sites. There's not going to be any type of, obviously, uh, fans in the stadiums. Right. Um, yeah, everything's going to be locked down. There's only going to be really the managers and the players. Um, how it's all going to work out, we just don't know. I mean, the social distancing is going to be something people talked about. That well, what happens on a on a free or a corner kick? You know, on right. a do you have to stand six, yeah, especially six, a corner six, kick? Exactly. They're, you know, it's just a mess. And, They're basically you know, hugging each other during those. Yeah, and it was, I was listening to somebody say, "Well, do you think they're going to have ball boys at the games?" I said, "Well, I think they're probably going to be okay to go go shag their own ball. I think they could probably go get it." You know, oh, I don't God, think we that'd need be to... great. <laughs> that'd be great to just watch. You know, like Ozil run out in the stands and get the ball. Exactly. You can see, you, you can see him stepping over the over the uh, over the bleachers and into the step. Hey, you going to get that ball? Yeah, right, right, exactly. I go get it. Little help. Little help. Exactly, <laughs> and That's and right. the other thing is when there's when they're playing on a field with no crowd, you're going to hear that they're talking to each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's so- going to be cool. That's going to be good and bad. I think you're going to you got to be careful about what you hear. Well, so they yeah. may have to. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. I think it's going to be really cool to see the nuances of 
how the players talk to each other and, and what they do. And certainly the managers as well, what right. they're screaming from the sidelines. So, well, I'm sure yeah. they would never use any foul language. No, I don't, it probably never happens. No. I mean, you know that. I mean, it was, it's, when you went to Chelsea, it was completely clear. <laughs> you, you know what's funny is um, uh, the Watford uh, the executive, he seems to be the one that is most against coming back. Mm. And and in fact, he says, I feel uncomfortable at this stage even talking about football as a narrative because there are people dying every day. There are stresses on the NHS when it is safe and the government says it's absolutely fine for players to blah, blah, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then I looked right. at the standings and I saw that his team is one goal, goal differential out of the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, let's just end it. How about, what yeah. do you think? We'll just end it right here. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's a smart, he's smart. Let's finish it. We're done. And, and it's funny you say that because in Holland, they did that. You know, they basically stopped the league. Right. So they've wiped it, completely wiped out. And we were just talking before the show, breaking news. Yes. Looks like the, we haven't got all the full details, but we're always good on the breaking news here on Free Kicks. Yes. Is, um, the French league has now canceled their season. Unbelievable. Wow. So, um, so this, like we were talking about, this could have a, a bigger effect on, on obviously the champions league and, and everything else as well. Well, you know, if you listen to the players union and there is a players union, the, the FIFA pro, I think it's called. That's right. Yep. Um, the head of that union is, he's not sounding like he's too excited about getting, getting football back in, uh, you know, in 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 all these other countries, Here, here's right. what he said. He said we need guidance and protocols on how to return in a healthy and safe manner. Football is a contact sport, and we feel very high protection standards are required. Are we sending the right message to society? And are we encouraging a healthy return to normal life, or are we sending a bad signal that football has different rules to the rest of the world? Yeah. That's I mean, interesting. It's a it's an interesting point coming from the head of the union. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he. I mean, and there's a lot of people out there saying, you know, we we can't do this. We can't go back and play. We're not ready. But ultimately, there's one driving factor. You and I both know yeah. what that is. Cha-ching. It's the TV, <laughs> it's the TV money, yeah. and that's going to be the decision. I mean. We talked about the amounts of money clubs are going to potentially lose. Right. You know, and I think, you know, you're talking about billions of dollars that have been invested into TV. So the clubs don't want to lose that money and they want to get that final piece of the pie. So, so I mean, I understand Uh, it. You want to protect the fans because that they're really close to each other in these stadiums. And there's just no way you can have fans in there. There's just not a chance. Yeah. But yet, anyway, the players are also putting themselves at risk by returning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I've, I've heard things about even here in, in America, depending on the leagues and depending on even you know our sports here, college teams, different things, there's going to have to be monumental testing almost on a daily basis right. of athletes when they go back in. Um, and then obviously we're still waiting for the vaccine. Right. You know that, right. that that that's ultimately what we can, what we need. I mean, if everybody gets the vaccine, we're good. Right. But we're yeah. still what? Maybe March of next year is what the people are oh, saying, at the, uh, and that at the earliest. Right. That's at the earliest. 
Right. So we know we don't know. You know, obviously the testing is an issue. Not that you know it's come up much in the uh, political. Ad- well, yeah, our, it's, it's our, testing's our an issue in the whole world, right? Yeah. Although Germany seems to have got it right. Well, I don't know. Like- I don't know about that. Either. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah. okay, so let's talk about um, let's talk about the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Because they also made an announcement this week, and their basically their announcement was it's up to each of the leagues to figure this out for themselves, for yeah. in terms of which teams are in the uh, Champions League next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like they are encouraged encouraging them to figure out some way to finish their seasons. That's their top preference. All these leagues should finish their seasons. Well, now the French league is that's already out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that affect all these other leagues? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I mean, they're talking about how I mean, I like the fact that they they are defining it what sporting merit. They want the the teams to make sure that they finish the league and on where they how they fit how they've been playing. Right. Now, there was some talk about some beeps a, a friend of mine was sending me stuff about how Chelsea might not get into the Champions League because they don't have the the player-friendly composite numbers that people were throwing out. You know, all these crazy things right. that didn't define sporting merit. So he was like, you know, Man United's going to get in, but they're not going to get in. I'm like, whatever, dude. But it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's like, Well, here's what they said. Finish? It's very This yeah. is very vague, all right? Yeah. They said the European qualifiers have to be decided in an objective, transparent, and non-discriminatory way. Well, whatever that means. There you go. Yeah, that's as that's as clear as mud, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they do have there. There are rules. Uh, they have this thing called uh, the coefficients that right. UEFA uses, and under the current rankings, I think uh, Manchester City, Liverpool, Manchester United, and Arsenal are the top four ranked sides in England. So maybe this is what your friend was talking about. That's exactly what he was saying because yeah. he was talking about the coefficients and saying, "Well, look, look Man United they're in third place, and then all these other teams dropping out. So the top four ranked sides right. would be Man, Man City, no Liverpool. Way. I mean, well, first of all, Man City's already banned. Yes, right. So that that's not going to happen. Um, but you know, if you've got standings, you've played three quarters of your season. I know, I know. And to get Arsenal in there, who are currently in ninth position, yeah, that's not is, right. It, that's an outrage. <laughs> it's it's not right. I know. And right. certainly, and we don't want Man United in there anyway. So no. that's the thing. Yes, of course. Yes. All right. So let's talk about the Bundesliga because uh, yeah. they they have announced that they're ready to start on the ninth of May, which that's next week. I know. That's you know, amazing. Soon, very soon. Now, I just can't yeah. see that happening. And uh, Bundesliga chief uh, Christian Seifert um, said that that's what their plan was, but they've been told that uh, it has to be approved by the government. All right. So, yeah. right. and there's a bunch of steps that have to take place. Um, you know, they were thinking of having allowing 300 people into the stadiums. I mean, they're really trying their best to get some money out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, the way it stands, Angela Merkel was is going to have the final say, and she's going right. to be able to say whether or not they lock down or whether or not they don't. But if they do lock down, uh, according to this, 13 of the 36 league teams in the first and second Bundesliga will go bankrupt. Wow. 
Wow. Including Schalke. Yeah. Which, which is one of the biggest clubs in uh, in Germany. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about the they, TV money. They need that I TV know. money. Even if nobody's in the stands, they need them to play a few games so they so that TV contract money kicks in and they, they save the clubs. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's going to be yeah, – it's amazing because when you look at the numbers, so I think they've talked about how they're going to test the players once a week. So that kind of abrates about 20,000 tests just for the rest of the season. Right. And so what's basically going to happen is they're going to try to kind of look at getting the players at least set up each week so they can see where they're at, and then they can try to kind of play some matches. Now, they don't have as many people infected as, as, as most of the other countries. True. Um, I think they were about 150,000 and, uh, yeah, no, I know just 150,000. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, so it's still a lot. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I mean, you know, no, everything's that's true. relative, but in terms of their numbers compared to obviously our numbers and maybe England and other countries, well, it, it, Italy it, it obviously had a very bad go of it. And they are talking about, uh, opening team training, uh, for Serie a, uh, on the 18th yeah. of May. Yeah, and I, I still don't understand it because I think in some areas they can't even go outside. I know. You know I, <laughs> I just don't get how they could do it. I, I was talking with my family on the weekend, and he said, and one of them, one of it was my uncle who was doing, you know, okay, everybody does these Zoom calls now. Yeah. Uh, my uncle was saying, he got a text from a friend, uh, from a friend in Spain. He says, great news, we're going to be allowed to go outside for an hour each day now. That's kind of, <laughs> wow. Like, oh, holy crap. I mean, think about that. Yeah. That's amazing. So, you know, that, it, that everybody is in such a different place in terms of where we're at. We're still very lucky, the fact that we can go outside and, yep. and walk and do all those things. But my Well, goodness. it just shows you how important football is to Europe, that, that these considerations are even being made. You know what I right. mean? Right, exactly. Yep, the project restart, they have a plan. But then think about it. You. I'm glad they have at least they're trying to have a plan. You yes, know, they'd agreed. Probably, they'd probably be getting a lot of grief if they didn't have a plan. <laughs> you know, so well, you know, yeah. it, an argument could be made that it's it, it, that this is necessary for the spirit of the country. You know what I yes. mean? To just to give people something positive to to look forward to. Right. Totally great. Totally agree. At I mean, the expense this is... of the players, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know. We're... Oops. games it doesn't matter yeah we have to watch games i know i know exactly <laughs> all right so um before we're going to take a break here in a second but first i wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, that bobby robson special that you yes, recommended yes. last week and i watched it with my son and and uh, i was bawling at the end of that it was just the uh it was just a great great special yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant what he went through at the beginning and I think the, how they started the whole thing was fantastic. And then you just see if everything that he had to deal with from the media yep. to his time in Barcelona. You got, and you, and you had the best managers in the world talking about how great he was. That was what was really my favorite happening. thing. And, in, in, you know, just in terms of uh, the pressure that these managers are under, when he was at Barcelona, he won the league 
He won yeah. the Champions League, <laughs> and, and he won, uh, you know, like the the FA Cup of Spain, and he got fired. Hello? Yep, still here. Yeah, still okay. here. Lost to them for a second. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just unheard of that that happens. But anyway, I, I thought the I thought the special was fantastic. Uh, you know, seeing a young Jose Mourinho yeah. with dark hair. <laughs> And the and his captain on Barcelona was Pep, the player. That's right. That's right. That's and, right. And and just the way that his former players, including especially the guys uh, on the English national team, uh, you know, like Lineker and uh, and uh, how do you pronounce that? The the Alan Shearer. Shearer. No, not well Shearer too, but the the, uh, the one that that considered him like a second father. Yeah. Paul Gascoigne. Gascoigne. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, that was really touching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could just see the love in their eyes. It was just like that. It was, it was more than just, it was more than respect. It was, this man was like the most important man that they've ever encountered in their lives. Exactly. You know, we talk a lot about the holistic environment. He was everything that, um, you know, you could encompass in a manager. Not only was he a great football man, but he was just a great person that could that created these fantastic relationships. And that's ultimately what it's about. You know, okay. people will never forget about it. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. So let's take a little break. Uh, we still have uh, your favorite uh, segment, the guest the Premier League star. We'll find out what's happening uh, in Illinois. And also, uh, we'll get your TV tip. All that is coming up right after this. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Hey, I got your tip line right here. A dry Oktoberfest? Jack Buck's million dollar turn on and turn down. My brush with the 1990s Chicago Bulls. And our celebrity interview with Lauren Gold from The Who. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com. This week on And Friends, we're still stuck in quarantine, and we're going to be talking about some hilarious stuff that we have found across this, the world that is stuck inside. Like, I talk about uh, goats that you can hire out to spend some time in your Zoom calls with you. And online dating. How was it before? How is it now? How will it be in the future? And I give a look into our possible savior, Tom Hanks, with this coronavirus. Possible savior, that is. All that and more on the new episode of And Friends, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, let's uh, let's hop right into what's going on here locally. Yeah. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. So, uh... There has there's big news. Uh, the uh, the two local leagues here in uh, in the Chicago area, the uh, the IYSL and the YSSL, have mm-hmm. uh, announced that their season, the spring season, is canceled. It's over. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which which was tough. A tough decision. I mean, a lot of things went into that. I'm sure. Um, partly, I think fields and location and different things. So hopefully, we can get back onto the field in the fall in, in preparation for these for these kids to be able to play. But uh, here at Illinois Youth Soccer, we're you know we're gonna you know we're still on a hold right now in terms of our programming. So we're just gonna kind of 
wait and see what happens. So that's our, our different cup competitions that uh, we're hosting. Um, so we're going to try and, and we're talking see. talking about the State Cup, the, uh, right. the President's Cup. Yep, exactly. The Illinois the Cup. Illinois now, Cup, yeah. All of the regional events have been canceled. The national events have been canceled. So there wouldn't be any way of progression um, in terms of all of the teams going to these different events. And obviously, that's a big part of the summer that a lot of clubs, you know, take care of. But, uh, you know, we're going to try and see. You know, we, we take it each day at a time to hopefully try and uh, try and get some type of soccer in before before. You know, school starts again in August. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer for the kids. It's a bummer for the parents who you know want to go watch the kids. But uh, right, it is exactly. what it is. It, exactly. If you watch exactly. CNN or any of the other news channels, and they've got the little charts of the states that have the worst, we're in the top five. Yeah. So yeah. you got to take that seriously, and and it looks nope. like uh, they are. No question. And, and to be fair, I think, you know, definitely kudos to the clubs that are doing. They're trying to be as creative as possible. You know, a lot of uh, Zoom meetings with their players, um, doing different things, little challenges. You're seeing all kinds of stuff on YouTube and Instagram and, and different things going on. So uh, all kinds of stuff. We have a resource page as well. Uh, so if, if clubs need to use or have some ideas for their players, I think all of that stuff has been really pretty good. So I'll give a lot of kudos to the clubs because they've certainly been very inventive or had to be very inventive in terms of trying to keep their players motivated. Agreed. All right. Uh, Since uh, the Premier League may be coming back, I think we need to bring back your favorite segments because we've got to remember who these players are. So it's time for this. Time now to guess the Premier League star. All right, so this is Adam's favorite part of the show. This is where <laughs> I find I provide several hints, and you can play along at home. the The goal is to figure out who this Premier League star is before Adam does. He has no idea who I'm talking about. All right, so this uh, this Premier League star is 30 years old, so okay. a, an established player. He was born in France, but he plays for another country's national team. Hmm. Okay. He's a striker. He's been with his current Premier League team now for a few seasons, and he leads them in scoring. Okay. Uh, before that, he played professionally in both Italy and Germany. And, in fact, he scored almost 100 goals in Germany. So he was a big star there. Okay. All right. Want to take a guess uh, yet? Is he... Uh... Is he currently playing for Arsenal? He is. Okay. He has the same first name as the former Canadian Prime Minister. Wow. And the if first my- and the first half of his last name sounds like a former US president. I would think, am I gonna guess it's Obama Yang. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Pierre Obama. Yeah. <laughs> yes. His national team is Gabon. Or, That's right, yeah. I don't know how you pronounce that. G-A-B-O-N. I, I know. I don't think he's going to be playing in any World Cups, unfortunately. No, no. He, uh, unfortunately, you have to fill the team with 10 other players. Yeah, just think Just think he was on that French national team. And he could, wow, that would just make them even better. Well, he could play there. He, he I was, know. I mean, he grew up in, in France. Yeah, right. So I'm not sure why he chose Gabon as his team. 
Yeah, uh, interesting. Probably because he he had a guaranteed slot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's going to start no, yeah. no matter. But I mean, and to be fair to him, he's he's having a great season. You know, he really is. up until this point, you know, he's one of the leading scorers in the league. Um, so I mean, on a pretty average team, to be fair, right? Uh, so he's been doing really well. So it gives you a, an idea of just how good of a goal scorer he really is. People can't cover him. He's he's got yeah. too much speed. He's very elusive. I, I was watching him. Uh, one game, I just watched him the whole game. And mm-hmm. he's really sneaky about sliding behind the the shoulder of the last defender. Like, he'll be right on him. He'll, like, like even, like, lean into him to make the defender think he's right there. And then he'll slowly back away. And and then he's got space in there. And that's how he scores. Yeah. No, he's he's good. Good one. Yeah, I think Arsenal have done really well to keep him for as long as they've done. So, uh so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I saw a rumor that uh, Manchester United is looking, just sniffing around. Yeah. Manchester United, I've even heard maybe even Real Madrid as well. They might yeah. be making some moves this this summer for looking at some players. But, yeah, you're right. All right. Well, let's uh, before we go, let's uh, get another TV tip out of you. Here we go. Yeah. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Tip. It's going to be hard for you to top that Bobby Robson suggestion, but I'm sure you can come up with something. Yeah, so in fact, what I did was uh, on our Twitter account, um, I actually put down a whole bunch of different movies oh, that people can, can can check out. But I'm going to get – and these, these ones are actually on that list. So check out our Free Kicks with Adam and Rick uh, Twitter account, and uh, you get an idea. But these are going to be movies. So you, you watch the documentaries. So I'm going to give you th- – Three movies I would strongly suggest. Now, two of them go hand in hand because if you haven't seen it, it's Goal and Goal 2. So those two are really good ones. It's the story of uh, a Mexican-American player who ends up going over to Newcastle and playing on the Newcastle team. And so you'll get a really good idea of how things take place. It's, It's really a pretty good story. Is it a is then, it a true story? Not a true story. No. Okay, it's no. all right. Cool. Yeah, just you, you, a great movie. Uh, Santiago Nunez is the name of the character, so it's great. And then the follow up is Gold Two. He gets transferred to a major cup, club. I don't want to give it away. You'll probably be able to see it on the front page of the of the of the video there. But uh, it's it's really I, I think Gold Two is actually as good as goal the first one so those are two good movies definitely to watch they did make a goal three probably the worst movie of all time okay. so stay away <laughs> so from goal three stay away from goal three are they so, in english they are yeah it's all english okay. yeah it's, right. it was it was actually made in america um it was it's funny because quick story so a friend of mine we were we were actually at the national soccer coaches convention and we got an invite to the the premiere of the of the movie. They were giving out like passes. Hey, you want to come watch this movie? It's about gold. And I didn't know anything about it. But my friend who's from Newcastle, he was actually in Newcastle visiting at the time. And he was in the movie. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. So he was, well, I said, well, I couldn't see it. Well, he was one of the thousand people in the crowd behind okay. the goal, but that's okay. Yeah. He was still in the movie. So that's his claim to fame. So, uh, 
I think they gave him as much tea and coffee as you could drink, or as many biscuits, but that was about it. So he was in goal one, didn't make it to goal two. What about pies? Did he get any pies? <laughs> don't think, uh, maybe, he may be. Yeah. I have right. to ask him about it. So, yeah, so that's his claim to fame. And then the other one that I would definitely watch, another movie, is called Damned United, which is the story of Brian Clough, the former manager, I would probably put him alongside Bobby Robson in terms of two of the greatest managers in England. So Damned United, and that's, again, another movie, really good. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Talks about his tumultuous time when he went from Nottingham Forest to Leeds when he was the manager of Leeds, which was you know, ultimately the best club of the in the country at that time. He was there for only a short amount of time, but it's a it's a really cool story. Martin Sheen is the actor in that, so I know wow. he's been in a bu- bunch of a uh, bunch of different movies. So, but yeah, he, he's a good one for sure. Okay, well, that sounds like something worth watching. All right, I've yeah, got, I've got an assignment for the next couple <laughs> you, of weeks here. Uh, if yes. you if you want to find free kicks, you can go to opishows dot com or wherever you find podcasts. Search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again in, let's say, two weeks with another episode of Free Kicks. This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutia men interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Meyer having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutia Men Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Previously on Lasano and Friends. Dick Biondi, DJ WLS FM. Chris, we're going to do a game uh, that you put together here. Do you want to explain the rules of this uh, game? Sure. Uh, basically, there are going to be four stories here. Yep. And three of them are real, one of them is not. So these are stories about Dick Biondi. Right. But one of them is false. One of them is not false. And we have to guess which one is false. Uh, Okay, here's the first story. Cher was once too busy to donate her time and voice to a charity campaign that Biondi was doing, as he often does on the air. Approached by Dick to contribute to a good cause, she flat out refused. That's one story. Okay. Number two, American Pie. Don McLean was also approached by Dick for an on-air charity fundraiser that Dick was doing, but said he couldn't participate because he didn't want to feel exploited. All right, that's another story. Number three, Dick once broke up a fight between Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett and in the process got his nose broken. Once the two crooners saw what their fisticuffs had done, they immediately stopped out of respect for Dick and paid for his medical bill. Another story. And number four, Dick 
accidentally invented stage diving when he was the first DJ to take Elvis Presley north. He had the King of Rock and Roll sign a shirt that Dick put on as he introduced the King from a stage and said that whoever in the crowd was able to get the shirt off his back could keep it. When he dove into the crowd, the crazed women in the audience tore the shirt and Dick to shreds. All right. So four stories. Uh, Bruce, do you want to take a guess which one's a false one? I think the Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett story is not. True. All right. Jimmy? I'm going to say the share one. All right. Dick, do you want to vote on one? Which one do you think is not real? (laughs) Uh, The Frank Sinatra. uh, Frank Sinatra. That's right. However, I've got to mention this. Yes. Go ahead. I did almost come to fisticuffs with Tony Bennett at the living room on uh, Rush Street. This is uh, a a true story. I was there with Lester Rose from Acuff Rose, who was with Tony promoting we were having dinner, and Tony started asking me, how come you won't play my records? How come you guys don't? And I just said, well, why don't you come to the radio station and ask? You guys are nothing but a bunch of payola. It's all the only reason you play the music. And uh, you're, you're, all that music play is nothing but crap. And he started on it, and I got up. And he got up, and we started reaching across, and Lester Rose came in between us and said, that's enough. <laughs> Get more Lasano and Friends now on Lasano.com.